Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name is Robbie Angle, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. I'm excited to jump into this week's conversation because we have a newer friend, Brennan Keller. He is a 27-year-old who is recently, over the past couple months, dating a girl named Natalie. So by the time this airs, as all young, new relationships are, when you're single and dating, we don't know. Natalie, we hope you're still around. But he is in insurance underwriting. Not the coolest, most sexy thing ever. But this guy, when I met him in Wichita, I was so impressed with who he was, his his engagement, his his love, his presence, that I just wanted to be friends with him. He is one of, he, he left such a stark impression of how he loved the guys he was doing life with, how he engaged and welcomed me into their, into their group, uh, that I just made friends with him. And I want to be friends with him. And uh, he had worked, did a stint with a ministry called Call to Greatness at KU and then at Wichita State, and that led him there. But Brennan, you are now in Wyoming for some reason, uh, instead of Wichita. I thought you'd be in Wichita right now, but welcome to the True Face <laughs> Podcast. Come Robbie, on. Robbie, it's a pleasure to be here. As I as we speak, I'm wearing a Surf Wyoming shirt, so I'm, I'm repping Wyoming with my attire. I am all in a week in Wyoming, Come and uh, yeah, just like Wyoming, there's no not a lot of surfing opportunities, but uh, glad to be in Wyoming, and uh, yeah, shout out to my new girlfriend, Natalie. I bet she'll be listening <laughs> to this later. I'm in Wyoming for out. you, girl. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. That's why I'm here. Oh, I so, love it. Man, I remember. Been, been the, working remote. <laughs> the, dating, the dating years uh, felt so cool when I was in it, but they're horrible in hindsight. I am one of the blessings, heads up, of being married. Like, I had no idea this would be like a, a massive blessing of actually getting married. But it hit me like my first year of marriage, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have to ever deal with dating or like that dance and awkwardness ever again. <laughs> this is amazing. So, uh, yeah, you don't even need to know Natalie to know she must be quite a grace giver to me. You know, if she's if she's putting up with me already for not even two months, she's steadfast, patient. Look, unwavering look super please, cool please don't use this podcast to try to get a makeout session in by speaking highly of natalie we have other things to talk about but nice try brennan i was 27 not dang it you read you, you read through me man dang it you read my mind so so i went to wichita to visit a, a key partner close friend of mine in the ministry richard co and he said hey you've got to to get together with this young group of guys and girls who do community and experience mm. grace and love each other so well and they have this room of grace and richard and eric melgren have been um, you know investing in and loving this group and so i got to go hang out with you guys at your house on a thursday night and it was just amazing and encouraging to me on a deep way of watching a young group of professionals love each other with a degree of intentionality which all of us regardless of age desire and look for and mm. so i just wanted to have you on and and uh to learn from you as a 27 year old for the rest of us because <laughs> you you're doing it right in a lot of ways uh i appreciate that that means a lot community. and it was it was a fun night when i came and hung out it was a little yeah, Robbie, something what there was some stress some some newness happening <laughs> you, you did some uh some uh 
some big steps out in your own in your own walk of trying a couple new things. So yeah. maybe fill us in on what that looked like. Oh, you're trying to throw me <laughs> under on my own podcast. Huh? Um, that's a little rude. We might edit this out because I can do this in post. But yeah, it was fun. We were we were. I, I mean, it was probably nine thirty, ten o'clock at night, and. As my wife knows, after nine o'clock, I can't be taken seriously or have serious conversations because I just get loopy. Because which full disclaimer, you told us all that, so yeah, we were I in the you. know. But you then were I was open like, about it. We were talking about something, and I just, you know, I'm trying. I'm working on trying to understand and listen to and be more sensitive to the nudges of the spirit. Um, and sometimes when you're when you're walking with God in awareness of the spirit, which is such a new muscle for me um, of practicing in a lot of ways. Sometimes you Mm. follow in the right way and sometimes not. And so I was like, Hey, I let's do this like, uh, engaging kind of guided meditative prayer type time as the group. And I was like, guys, it's going to be a little weird for some of you, but let's do this. And I thought it was fun. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, it was, Oh, it was powerful. And the reason (laughs) I asked Robbie too, because I think, doesn't it go a long way in life when you can when you're assuming a posture and a place of trust, regardless if you've known that person one hour, one year or 10 years, when you're just saying, Hey, like we're going to commit to full transparency, full honesty here and trust that father's going to honor that. And he's going to show up. And I think that night, certainly father showed up in a multitude of ways, one in the friendship and the new connections we all got to have together, but just in friends coming together and sharing life. I mean, there was nothing glamorous about that night as you remember. It just was a commitment of, hey, we got some ice cream on the table. We got some sweet tea and we got dessert and we just got 10 or 12 people from all different jobs, all different walks of life. You know, a couple who was new to foster care at the time, you know, guys who were single, a couple of guys who were a year plus into marriage and just choosing friendship, just choosing a posture of togetherness especially in the midst of everything going on right now, uh, goes a long way to have those kind of, those safe environments of trust, um, in a, in a, in a chaotic world, you know, you guys taught me a principle that night of, of the power of a welcoming environment, uh, to, Mm. to, as a foundation for accelerating and building trust quickly, because I, I do a lot of different groups and I'll be guests in different environments, but, there was such a safety and a, and a and a as a baseline of trust of how you welcomed and loved each other that led me to feel comfortable enough to trust you guys with a degree of vulnerability and um, a vulnerability for me that it takes to do a little bit something out of the norm with like a guided meditative prayer type experience yeah. because. Um, it's way, it, it was way safer for me not to do that. Cause m- anytime you do that, there's one or two people at least in the group who are like, dude's weird. I don't know about this. Cause that's beyond what we're comfortable But yeah, with nobody got up and ran out of the front door. No. So something happened, right? That's yeah. Nobody right, was man. like, all right, deuces. Or you're just too nice. But, but that, that, that like environment, uh, you know, the power of that showed me like the importance of that, that welcoming environment that you guys did so well, which I was appreciative of and learning from, uh, that I want to do that with others. Cause it just creates an environment where vulnerability is safe because yeah. um, of how welcomed I felt. So thanks, man. That's a lot of context and, uh, man, it was a fun night, but I wanted, was to, a fun night. I wanted to hear, uh, 
just more of your heart and invite you on this thing to process with us because I want to continue to learn from you. So we talked a little bit, but I'm excited to hear about uh, some a story from your life that God has used to teach you something about him, yourself, or yeah, whatever. So come on, man. What you got for us today, Brennan? Yeah, well, I, again, appreciate being here on the show. I've been really impacted by the content of True Face the last handful of years through Richard, through mutual friends of ours. And if you remember one term, uh, I don't like to use the word term, but for lack of a better word, uh, a principle that will, I'll share, kind of show how it factors into the story as well. But I think for me, Robbie, there is something that goes a long way about the power of assuming friendship with others and also how that correlates to God's posture with us as people. So if you remember that night, we were kind of talking about what is it in Wichita in specific that we're really trying to hold to, to be that inviting environment for other people to taste the love of God, to feel seen, to feel known, to feel heard, to feel cared for really is to start from a place of friendship. And I know that on principle that that may sound very simple because we hear the word friendship a lot in our culture, but I really think it's been watered down where we've lost the weight of what friendship, the weight and the depth of what real friendship in 2020 really is. Hmm. And even what that looks like from God towards his people, God's heart for friendship with his people. Hmm. So that's been my heart. And if you remember, we were kind of talking about what does assuming friendship look like both with God and with other people. Hmm. So kind of from that posture, I'll share that story. But do you kind of recall having that conversation? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was interesting because it stood out to me we, of I'd never heard that phrase of assumed friendship. Uh, yeah. So give us more context. Unpack that for us. Yeah. So it was uh, October of 2016. So almost four years to the month now. When I was uh, fresh right out of college, like a yada, like a lot of college grads, excited, the world's at your fingertips, first job out of college, guns ablazing, you know, wanting to, wanting to save the world as a Jesus follower and, and really wanting to go kick butt and take names on the college campus and reach the next generation and, and make disciples and really invite young men and women into a life with Jesus and that's a good and noble endeavor. You know, we're called to have that heart. So I find myself with my boss, Austin Smith, October of 2016, the middle of the country, the plains of Kansas, sitting in a little Starbucks in Wichita. And it's, I remember very clearly, Robbie, it's an overcast kind of rainy day, perfect coffee, perfect coffee sipping weather um, for coffee fans like myself. And Austin's just kind of talking and we're getting to know each other. And he's just asking me questions and saying, hey, you're a month in Wichita. You've tasted some of the Friday morning guys. You've, you've been getting to know the area a little bit. And he says, in my time with you, and this is, again, Austin assuming friendship with me before I even, Robbie, knew the concept fully. He says, Brennan, I love your heart to do awesome things for God. He says, but when do you personally take the time to enjoy Jesus as friend? How much do you really enjoy father? Yes, you're working for him. Yes, you're doing campus ministry. Yes, you're in full-time vocational ministry. And all of those things are so good, but you're going to miss it all if you don't enjoy friendship and unity and intimacy with the father. And so I was sipping my coffee and my hands shaking and I'm just thinking, well, flip, I've never heard this before. 
like I'm 24, never heard friendship in Jesus as a concept. Um, and for the rest of my life, Robbie, you know, I'll never forget that conversation I had with Austin because I knew leaving that door at Starbucks on that October morning that I had a choice to make. That one road I could choose is be the good Christian, be the doer, go out and please him by, you know, evangelism and leading great Bible studies and having a lot of people show up to events and all good things. Like, I'm not trying to make light of that. Or I could say, you know what, Father, I trust you with myself. I want to live from a place of intimacy and overflow with you. And as you make very clearly in scripture that that does not um, exclude God's heart of friendship with us. And if we don't enjoy Father, we're not enjoying the fullness of the friendship that he came for us because you can't have a friend and not enjoy friendship with them. The two always go hand in hand. Friendship and the enjoyment of that relationship always go hand in hand. And so I left Robbie that coffee shop with the decision to make as a early 20-something young professional right out of college saying, okay, what's my life going to be? What kind of posture am I going to assume here? So that was a conversation I'll remember for the rest of my life, both in having a heart of experiencing deep friendship with other people, but also living from that place, like I said earlier, of, wow, I serve a loving God who doesn't just want call me follower, who doesn't just call me son, who doesn't just call me disciple, but he calls me friend. What? So I kind of left mind blown and have been trying to model my life from a place of friendship to walk with God as a friend and to be that kind of friend with other people in my life from that, from that October morning. So I love this, uh, by the way, that the assumed friendship with others, but also with the father and, and the father has already assumed friendship with us. The father has already made very clear his uh, just his passion of depth and his care to have friendship with his people. So and we know that's a, always there, always there, um, always has been there. I told you right before this, you know, I jumped on this. I was working on this thing for my sons. And one of the things we written down is in Christ, I am a friend of Jesus. Colossians 3.12 I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's mm. business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I've learned from the father I've made known to you. That's hard for me. Like that's like, Oh, me too. Like the assuming that because so uh, it's just, it's hard for me to assume friendship with Jesus, with the father and enjoy them. What is that? Like, when do you feel enjoyment? If, you're saying if friendship, assuming the friendship and trusting that he says we have been made friends, that he loves us and he also likes us. And the, you know, these mm. principles we're talking about, what does that look like for you? Cause I struggle with this of enjoying the father. When do you enjoy, when do you feel enjoyment in your relationship with the father? No, Robbie, I'm, I'm right in it, in that tension with you. And if I'm honest with everybody listening and maybe if we're all honest with ourselves we feel the daily weight of that identity of, man, who am I in Christ? And what does Christ really say about me? And it's true even when we don't feel it. And so I think for me, having to learn, and again, I feel like I'm freshman level, you know, there's a freshman junior varsity and varsity team. I feel like I'm the bench on the freshman team and my understanding of father's friendship for me. So again, understanding it can't be about graduating and coming to some sort of finish line 
and okay, I'm now a friend of Jesus. Check that off my, you know, put that in my Christian belt notch. But really, just again, enjoying this process of, hey, this is going to be a lifelong, lifelong process. I'm in process. My understanding of Father is growing each pass, passing day. And because of that truth, I can release this self-imposed pressure to perform and to strive and to please and to do and to overcome and to complete. And I think when I let go of that expectation that I so quickly in the mornings waking up out of bed think the Father has in me and live and choose from that posture, oh, Father enjoys me all the time. He sees me as his friend all the time, and it's not based on my doing. He's called me to be, and from that place of being, I go and do. It's not the other way around. I don't do so that I can go and be with him. It's because I'm with my Father, because I set with him, because I enjoy him. I enjoy reading about him and talking with him and soaking in his creation on a morning walk and taking in a great cup of coffee and just seeing his presence in all that our life entails, from that place, I get to go and live. From that place, I get to go and work. From that place, I get to go and be a friend to other people too. And it's always going to be imperfect. And it's always going to be a little messy. And it's always going to have some challenges. But when you read about Jesus, he knew that that would be the case. And he said, yeah, "Yeah, bring it on, you know, bring it on. So, that was the way he modeled life with his disciples too. So we're in this process where we can believe this truth as a first step. And then yeah. every day it's a matter of, you know, the journey of maturing and trusting God every day anew is a little bit more. Do I experience his enjoyment and friendship and feel that way? And yeah, cause I mm. wake up and go back to, uh, it's just easiest for me, most comfortable to go back and try to earn it. But as yeah. I mature, I want to work that muscle and get a little bit more used to enjoying his presence and love and, and, and that mm. instead of the for God, the with God, the walking with God. And, and in that, if I'm not like your friend said, man, if, if, uh, as Austin said, if, if it's not an enjoyment feeling his enjoyment, are we really walking with the father who's so crazy in love with us? Yeah. And we get a, practice that every day and we're right where we should be in our process, but you're right. Whether we're JV on the bench or, you know, starting lineup or, uh, you know, where we're at in that process, I guess we spend mm-hmm. our whole lives every day. Each of us get to go, okay, what does it look like to trust him a little bit more and enjoy him today and just mm. and experience this truth that I believe in my head that he yeah. loves me like crazy. He, you know, he enjoys my friendship versus just experience it. And I get to do that. And I get to do that this weekend when I'm with my boys and having fun. And I can see your face sipping a nice cup of coffee in Wyoming and, and thanking him and enjoying that time with him. And, uh, for me, it's probably like a, a hammock with a, one of my, Oh, that sounds beautiful on a, on a Creek or something. But that's when I'm like, Oh yeah. I mean, those, those talks, those walks, nature, that I think that's when I really enjoy and feel mm. like I'm spending time with a, a friend and enjoying his friendship. Um, I, I would absolutely agree because I think, too, there, we have to, to enjoy a friend, you have to listen to what your friend says. Mm-hmm. And how many times am I so wrapped up, especially, I mean, I look at my own morning. 
work emails, getting ready for this, you know, wanting to get back to my girlfriend, you know, needing to talk to a buddy later, all the noise, all the noise, all the noise. And that so quickly drowns out. What is father doing? What's my, what's my father? What is, what is he doing in me right now? What's he trying to show me right now in the present? Because if I'm not present, both with the father, how am I going to be present with any other friend? How am I going to be present with any other person if I'm not present with the most important relationship in my life and enjoying that in the meantime yeah. too. And so I think the hardest thing is the world is after our attention. And when our attention is pulled away from that, which is most important to us, which both you and I believe are relationships, friendships, we miss it. We miss it. I could have everything done at work and my checklist could be so glamorous. And at the end of the day, I look at, look at that and I say, I missed it. Yeah. All of the, all of the striving of the day was a miss because I didn't hear and set and delight in the love of the father from a posture of friendship and with those closest to me. And so I yeah. think the two have to go hand in hand. It's not either or it's both. And, and if you have a every posture day. of assumed friendship, with God, yeah, more enjoy, yeah, more more ready to enjoy and love and receive love, and you showed me that you. Might, I think that's words to what I felt when I hung out in Wichita. That you assumed that I was a friend from the start, never knowing each other, and that that is uh, it was awesome. I mean, and as you assume friendship with Father, assuming that friendship with others, you know, the con the risk is we get hurt and. People don't like us back and whatever, but if we've got that assumed friendship with the father, we're good to keep assuming everybody else is our friend. And uh, at least mm. I felt really loved by that in a way that is unique uh, to most people I come across. And so you, yeah, you modeled that for me relationally, which uh, I was thankful for. And Brennan, this has been so much fun. <laughs> Dude, I need to come back out to Wichita. I'm a verbal processor too, so I'm verbally processing and thinking out loud at the same time. So Man. I appreciate the patience. <laughs> I love it. We need to do this one again. Um, all right, so before we transition, uh, we like to ask a couple guests, uh, all of our guests, a couple questions. First question is, what is something life-giving to you lately? Hmm. What is something life-giving to you Other lately? Than a nice cup of coffee. What comes to mind is something life-giving. Mm, I would say since I'm from Kansas and believe it or not, you guys, there's no mountains in Kansas. I know it's a crazy thought. I would say for me, waking up in the mornings and from my window where I'm, where I'm sleeping, seeing the Wyoming mountains, mm. just drawing me to the grand beauty of creation has been a neat way to start off my day. Because it's a totally foreign um, landscape for me. So I would say the mountains, uh, God's creation in the mornings has been um, an enjoyment for me recently. That's awesome. All right, next question. What's uh, something you're reading or what's something you're learning that uh, has comes to mind? Man, what is something I'm reading that comes to mind and learning? Gosh, I would say so a couple different podcasts I've been listening to. I'm a big fan of John Eldridge and the Ransom Heart team. I think they really do a great job of communicating the importance of intimacy with the father, um, but fathers after heart transformation. So I would say any of those podcasts with Ransom Heart, um, a book I would recommend is a, especially for men out there, Becoming a King yeah. by Morgan Snyder, an awesome book. 
to did Morgan, you really a, a podcast with Morgan Snyder? It was all I, I thought it was awesome. I appreciate just their transparency. They're yeah. just very open and straightforward. So I would say that. And then a book I'm reading right now that a friend got for me, actually my roommate Luke back in Wichita. So shout out to Luke is a book called um, uh, Relationship Intelligence hmm. by Dr. Darius Daniels. So a new book out just talking about discerning boundaries and what different boundaries look like with different relationships in our life. Acquaintance, awesome. friend, girlfriend, whatever it may be, how to, how to navigate those appropriately. So that's, that's what I'm learning recently. Keep yeah. your boundaries with your girlfriend. That's what I just heard. Brennan. Keep them hot. <laughs> is, no, keep them, not keep them hot, Brandon. Keep the boundaries. Dude, this is a ton I of fun. I will keep the boundaries. <laughs> uh, guys, I got too many friends in my life that would get on me otherwise. So on. absolutely. Y'all, thank you for listening. Uh, like it, subscribe to it, share with your friends. Thanks for being a part of the True Face Tribe. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks. Bye.